Welcome to Burning the Edge. We would like to welcome to the tea our host, Mr. Arthur Miller Jr. Thank you for listening to the Burn the Edge podcast. This is your host, Arthur Miller Jr. I want to thank you for checking us out. Uh, been off for a while. Been uh, having some things going on, but we are back on the saddle. We're going to talk to Jeff Quarter out of the Arkansas APT chapter. He's a Division Four Player of the Year on the APT. They're playing. Well, I tell you a funny story. I didn't know they was having no tournament. I was, oh, I should have known. There's cars everywhere. I yeah, busy today. But I got there early because I try to beat, you know, a country club sometimes. They'll have a group out of there, 30 dudes, you know. Right, right. You know, so I'm trying to beat them guys out there. Right. Well, I'm out there playing. You know, I ain't a soul around. All of a sudden, here comes a guy. Hey, man, there's a tournament here today. You got to go on the other side. I was like, oh, my bad. So it was golf week. I didn't know nothing about it, you know. <laughs> but when I get done, I see my buddy in the parking lot. I ain't, and I'm like, and he lives like, you know, an hour and a half from me. I'm like, man, what are you doing here? So he explains to me what he's doing. He's like, you got you to gotta join, Jeff. It's fun. And I'm like, man, I ain't really never played no real golf, man. Yeah. So I thought about it, you know, and I was like, man, you know, my AU basketball was over. I was like, man, I'm going to try it. But then I'm like, but I got to get better, you know, because I was telling him, I said, dude, I'm, I'm like, I'm shooting. At that point, I was shooting. I'm on the average, probably like 97, 98 all the time, over, you know, 100 here and there. Right. Every night, my goal was always to break 90 at the time. And I could do it every blue moon. But I'm saying I'm doing that, but I'm probably fluffing the ball up. Right. I'm doing all that because I don't – I really didn't know the rules. Right, right, I knew them just enough to be dangerous. Right, right. You know what I mean? So – I just like – I was getting it. I was out there in 30-degree weather. Cause I was like, man, I can't show up at this first tournament, you know, whenever it was going to be March, probably in March, I think it was. So right. anyways, I, I started, I felt like I was getting a little better, bought me some new clubs. I thought I was, you know, I was really doing something. So we, we get to this first tournament. Right. And, uh, one of the guys, the guy I rode with, like me and him were like super good friends. Now I didn't know him from Adam. It was me, him and another guy. And man, I'm so nervous, dude. I can't, my knees are shaking, hands shaking. And uh, so we're in the cart. I, I don't even know this guy's name, Jim. I only know him, you know, I just met the dude. I was like, man, I'm gonna tell you something. He goes, what is it? I said, dude, I'm scared to death, bro. I don't know this. I don't think I can hit the ball off the tee up here. He goes, man, it's D flight. Don't, nobody even cares. <laughs> he goes, I'm, I'm gonna tell you right now, I'm gonna shoot about 110 today. I said, 110? Well, if I have a good day, 105. <laughs> I said, oh, well, I might be all right. He goes, you're going to be just fine, dude. Don't even worry about it. Yeah. I said, well, I don't know the rules all that great. He goes, don't worry about the rules. You know, I'm gonna, I'll am I'll take care of you. I said, all right. So we get up to the tee box, and he introduced me to the other guy. And I can never remember this dude's name. He don't play no more for some reason. I think his name was Larry. We'll call him Larry. It wasn't our Larry, though. Oh, okay. He goes, yeah, this guy won D-flight last year. I was like, oh, great. And I didn't really understand what he – I, I kind of knew it meant something. I didn't really know what it meant. Right, right. Kinda, you know, all the players in D-flight, he come in first. I said, oh, dang. So I thought, oh, here we go. I'm playing a ringer. And so first tee box, there's a pond over to the left. Like, you would have to duck hook it to get it over there. So the champion, returning champion of D-Flight tees one up, wow-pow, right into that pond. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shoot. I probably can play. I might be all right out here. Yeah. <laughs> I shot a 98 that day. I'm about halfway, you know. Yeah. But looking at that and just kind of knowing me, 
I mean, I'll be honest with you, to me, which I got issues, but it took a lot for me to go do that. I you know understand. I mean? Yeah. And I'm sure there's other people like that. Right, right, right. Me. And I'm telling you, that whole year, every first tee box, or no, about the first three, four tee boxes, unless I was playing with guys I had met and fed covered, I was like super nervous. Right. And I think that's hard to overcome for a lot of, especially guys that shoot, you know, in the hundreds or, you know, high nineties. Right. Like me, like, I don't want to, I don't want anybody to see me shoot one off into the woods. Right. Or, you know, rug burn one off to the ladies' tee box. You know, it's embarrassing. <laughs> and then knowing that you got to go hit the dude from the ladies' tee box. Yeah. Don't get to fluff it up. You know, you know what I mean? I was like, dang. So I was asking these dumb questions. I was like, so, like, if I rug burn one here and it just goes right over there, I've got to go hit it from over there? And they're like, yeah. I go, oh, come on, man. For real? They're like, yeah, dude. What do you think? I was like, I mean, I don't know. I figure like you, get, you don't get like a breakfast ball or something. They're like, no. So, and then, so that to me, because I mean, I'm going to tell you honestly, are they, I almost backed out of it like, my wife's like, just go do it. Who cares? I'm like, man, you don't understand. Yeah. I go up and then they said, well, you know, after you make a triple, you just pick up. Right. And that gave it for a minute. It made me feel better. Right. And just for a minute. Then right. I thought, yeah, I'm going to triple every hole. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be the guy that triples <laughs> every hole. I'll set a record for tripling every hole in a tournament, which I did. And I ended up shooting 98 my very first tournament. Yeah. But I think that scares people. You know I mean? It scared me. And then I guess, you know, people, you know, people our age, they got families and kids. Right, right. Like right. I want a lot of my buddies to go do it, but a lot of my buddies are a little bit younger than me. So they still got kids in school. Right. So they just, you know, it take you know how it is, man. It's not something, I mean, it, if you really want to be decent at it, I mean, you're not just going to go show up at a tournament and tee it up. Right. Not unless right. you're in champ flight or something. Right. Flight, I don't know. Right. But, you know, uh, at our skill level, I mean, you got to work at it. Right. Unless you just don't care. And if I don't care, I'm not going to go pay right. all this money. I'll just go play with my buddies here and there. Right. But right. That's what kind of, I mean, I, I went and did it, but I was scared to death, you know, so – I went to Nashville, dude. That's why I do it. I played so horrible the first nine holes there. I was terrified. I don't yeah. even know why, Arthur. Yeah. Just, the two guys I played with were pretty cool. One of them was super cool. The other one, he was okay. But I don't know, man. It just I felt like I was right back to that first tournament of golf week. <laughs> Nervous, scared. No lie, dude. I was at the driving range, buddy. I looked like Tiger. Yeah. Broken him. I was like, oh, I got this. Get up to the first hole. It's a short little par four. So I just used my seven wood. I hit it about 200. It was like a 300 yard hole. I said, ain't nothing to this. And I had just been stroking. Well, I can get up there. I, oh, of course I got to be the last one to tee off. So I, they done, they both of them put them out in the fairway. I said, oh crap. I get up there, boy. <laughs> I hit this dude about 20 yards, about, about a yard off the ground. <laughs> I was like, well, here we go. Nervous Nancy. <laughs> and it took me. It took me nine holes to get past it that day. Right. And uh, it's just weird. I'm sure some people that don't bother for some reason. Right. I don't know. I just got nervous and couldn't get past it. So right. Right. That's that's tough to overcome, you know. It is. Yeah, I mean, I think we all deal with it on some level. Um, if, in the, if somebody told me they, they never, that they didn't get nervous at their first tournament, I almost want to call them a lie. Yeah. Because, you know, you might not be super nervous. 
but uh, there is going to be some level of nervousness there, I think. Because you just yeah. it's just something unfamiliar. You know, Correct. like you've never played, unless you're used to, like, I mean, like you played on a college, you know, football yeah. team or something, Correct. or a high school football team, a very good high school football team or something. Unless you've played mm-hmm. on some competitive level like that, I think yeah. that you would absolutely be nervous, you know. Even, yeah. you know, I played... You know, I mean, it was Park Commission basketball and Park Commission baseball, Mm -hmm. you know. But like you said, I mean, that first tournament, it was me. You know what made me more comfortable was my uncle was there with me. Oh, that helped. Oh, yeah. So Mm -hmm. that made it, that helped. But still, we it was the two of us, you know. and The two guys you don't know. And two guys, no, no, no. And then everybody else in the tournament, we don't know none of them. You know, so it's like. You know, it's just unfamiliar, you know, and then, you know, don't nobody look like us. It's the, oh, we're on the two out there, you know, yeah, so it's I like, you know, yeah. and then you got all of this to deal with at the same yeah. time, you know, and, you know, I'm like, you know, and I'm already not that good. Yeah. You know, and I'm just, I'm out here to have fun and compete on some level, you know, and mm-hmm. that's how I always looked at it. Like, you know, um, I might not win today. I might not win the next one, but eventually I get there. If I work hard yeah. enough at it, you know, yeah. then I get there. And I feel like, you know, you just have to put the time into it. Like I've, I've always said, golf is, golf gives you what you give it. Yes. If you give it a lot of time, practice like you should, you're going to get better. I mean, it's oh, just, no you know, it's going to happen, you know. But if you don't, you think that you're going to be able to go this Saturday and play and then go, don't play again and pick up a club again the next Saturday and think you're going to be able to, no, nah, it just no. doesn't happen like that, you know. Well, you look at a pro, like you could just name any pro. You could see one of them. It's happened so many times where one will win a golf tournament and the next week or whenever he tees it up next, he don't make the cut. Right. You know what I mean, right. and that's a professional. Right. You know I mean, these dudes, are, this is their job every day. Right. Like, you know, they got the best of the best. They got coaches. They got right. psychologists. Right. And that's what I, I used to get really mad about hitting bad shots. Not really bad shots, but horrible shots. Right. Like right. Doing shanking one. Right. Or, right. You know, I just get so mad. Right. But then one day a guy told me, he's like, you know, like Dustin Johnson slaps them into the woods every now and then. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. <laughs> you know, at that time, I didn't want to hear it. Like, right. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Right. <laughs> yeah. But then I got home one day and I was thinking, I was like, like, you're getting mad. And I would get to the point where I, I, I but I'm not, I'm not the guy that throws a club and goes off. Right. Just like inside mad. Right. You could probably see it on my face. Right. Like when your kids get upset, you can tell you get on yeah. and they're all pouting. That's me. And so, <laughs> but I would notice it was like carrying over to the next hole and the next hole. And I had to figure out a way to flush that away. It's still right. harder for me to do it, but right. I think I'm better at it now. I try to like just laugh at myself now. Right. Like if I hit a rug burner or you know whatever, I'll be just like, "Boy, what's 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 really going on today?" Right. Buddy? Right. 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 I, right. I found out when I do it that way, I don't I don't get hung up on it so bad. Right. 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 But you know how it is. Like like I said, I don't ever watch the score. I try not to keep score. If I know you well enough. I'll tell you, hey man, please don't tell me to score. Yeah. I just don't want to know. So, like on golf week, I pretty much know everybody on golf week because I played over there for so long. Right. Almost everybody knows it rides with me. Don't let Jeff know the score. Right, right. Which is great. And now on APT, which our two are small, but most of those guys know Jeff don't want to know the score. Yeah. Well, cool. A lot of guys will say, hey man, do you want to know the score? No, no, I don't. 
I got no problem. <laughs> you know, a lot going on in here. Yeah. You tell me that score. Yeah. I don't know if you remember this one. We was playing. It was me, you, and Jason. And I can't remember who was with us that day. When it was raining, remember? Oh, it uh, it, it, the it Ridges. Went, yeah, the Ridges. Yeah. Was that Ken playing with us? Who was it? Was that Ken? Ken. Older, kind of middle. Oh, he's a little bit older than me. Black guy could stroke the ball, could flat out. No, nah, no, nah, that wasn't him. It wasn't him. Uh, uh-uh. uh. It was somebody else. Pretty good though. It was me, you, Jason, and somebody else that was pretty good. And they were we. They was we. Me, Jason, that other guy, whoever he was, was all kind of close together. And one of them started talking about the score at number sixteen and screwed me. I mean, boy, screwed me. Yeah, up. yeah. I and mean, I held on to win that dude just because Jason messed up and missed that give me putt, you know, to send it to a playoff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That, we would have played off, but that's it. And whoever it was, it was at sixteen. It was like okay, Jeff, you're one back. And oh, yeah, yeah, some, I remember. Yeah, remember yeah, that? I do I remember like, that. Oh, Why'd you say that? Who was the, I can't remember who it I was. I can't remember yeah. who that was. Yeah. For the life of me, I can't remember who was with us that day. I can't remember who it was. I can't either. But anyway, so yeah. that that's that'll screw me. That's I don't know. Some people, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like I, I was playing with a guy at APT the first day, he was riding with me. This dude was watching the score. He couldn't do nothing but watch a score. Like yeah. He, he could barely get to his ball without watching the score. Yeah. And he would play worse than I would. <laughs> Man, forget about that score, bro. He just hit one in the fairway at this point. You know, we're going to – let's call it a victory if we hit it in the fairway. Right, right. I, yeah. I did. I'm going to tell you now. Um, usually, I'm with you. I don't like looking at the score. Uh-huh. But – so, we we had a two-day at Fair Oaks. I'm not sure if you're familiar with Fair Oaks or whatever. And so, the first day, I came out and shot like a – it's probably was my best round on the APT. I think I shot like an 81 or something like that. Nice. So I I was like, I had like a nine-stroke lead going into day two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so get to day two, get to the driving range. You know, I, I feel like I slept pretty good. I wasn't really worried about it or whatever. Get to the driving range. I'm smoking them. I'm hitting them. <laughs> get to that first tee box. and. I never saw a ball go left all day. Everything <laughs> I hit went right. Everything. I couldn't, I couldn't stop it for nothing. Oh man. And it, it, it was terrible. I couldn't find my swing all day long. And I managed to get to, I didn't know it at the time, but I managed to get the whole 18 and I was up by one stroke. Ooh. On whole 18, there's a little pulling over to the left. Like, you really you really don't even see it there. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's over there, but it's really not in play. Yeah. And you got all this fairway up here, and you got another hole over here. Number 10 is, like, right next to 18. So, like I said, all day, every shot I hit going right. So I said, okay, if I play down the left, the worst that happened. If it stay left, then I'm down the left. If it go right, then I'm either in the fairway or I'm on the right side or it very, very worse. I'm on hole 10 or whatever. Uh-huh. Hit my T shot. I duck hooked it very low, straight into that little pond over there. <laughs> oh, man. 
And I was like, Did you know the score? I did point? not know the score. Okay, gotcha. Because in my mind, I always was, don't worry about the score. Yeah. You just play your game and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. But after that day, and I ended up finishing with like a thing, I, I finished with like a double or a triple or something. But anyway, I ended up losing by one stroke. Oh, and I and I said to that day after that, I always if I get to eighteen, I have to know where I'm at. If I feel like I'm in contention, I need to know where I am. Yeah. So that way, I could have played it safe. I could hit me a seven iron. Yeah. And just hit it, get it on the green, and two put it for a bogey. And at worst, we tie. You know, yeah. at worst, you know, because he ended up bogeying the hole, and I think I tripled. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Uh, and so I lost by one star. And so I'm like, so that's why at least at 18, I'm going to look so I know where I am. Now, I might not look the rest of the day, but at 18, I'm looking. That makes sense. That happened to me in golf week this year. Yeah. I was, uh, I was, I could, you know, when you're playing good, you, and which I, let me start over. Playing good for me is shooting in the 80s. Yeah. That's good for me. I yeah. don't want somebody thinking, this dude shoot 89, said he played good. To me, <laughs> I'm playing good. You see my, see what I got going on? It's pretty good. Anyway, we're playing a one day, and uh, I felt like I was playing pretty good. I was like, in my mind, I'm like, I think I'm probably shooting around 87, 88. That's what yeah. I had in my head. <clears throat> And I get to 18, and it's a it's a pretty hard hole. But if I would have looked at the score, all I had to do, I think, was probably – I think if I would have bogeyed it, I would have won. And I could have bogeyed it easy. But I didn't – I just was just playing golf, you know. And I overswung on my tee shot, and, uh, and I was in a bad spot. My second shot could have still stayed out of trouble, though. There's a lot of a lot of sand on this course. Yeah, and I just what I and it was a par four. I could I could have played it short, chipped on, and probably two putted, you know, and got up out of there. But I just didn't. I didn't look at the score, and so they ended up doubling it. <clears throat> and uh, I shot, but I shot 86, doubling 18. Dang. And when he said when they added them up, said I shot 86. Uh, about this time, a guy opened up the leaderboard. He's like, oh, man, Jeff, you lost by one stroke. I said, dang, somebody shot 85 in D-flight, which is not, you know, it's pretty unusual. I was like, right. well, you know. I said, all right, well, that's cool. And so I'm gathering all my stuff up, you know, and getting my stuff out of my pockets. And all of a sudden, I, one of the guys was like, hey, man, you and this uh, Todd guy are in a playoff. I said, playoff? They said I lost by one stroke. No, no, it wasn't updated. The app wasn't updated. Well, so if I so now I'm all screwed up, Arthur. Like I didn't check out. I didn't took my stuff out of my pockets. I didn't, and I was happy with second. You know, I probably right. I shot eighty six. I'm good. You know, right. I'm gonna shoot eighty five. We'll pat him on his back. Right. Well, the guy that was riding with me that day I had never met before, but he ended up being a super nice guy. And so he was like, they were like, you got to take somebody with you. Y'all got to play eighteen again. Take somebody with you to watch. And so the guy riding with me, he's like, man, I'll go with you. I was like, nah, it's okay, dude, if you want to go home. He's like, no, nah, no, nah, I want to go. I was like, okay, appreciate it. Well, the guy I'm in a playoff with, never met the guy. 
Now me and me and the guy just played together the other day just for fun. So we don't we become friends. That's how yeah. crazy golf is, you know. What yeah, I mean? yeah. And uh, he know he's weird story. He knew me kinda, but he knew my son, one of my sons, because my son plays college ball. Okay. He's like, oh, you're KJ's dad. I was like, you know KJ? Oh yeah, I've been watching KJ since high school. I was like, oh, that's cool. So me and him are in a playoff. But I never would have been in that playoff, like you say. I don't think. Now I could have been. That means you could have still doubled it. But right, right. In my mind, I think I would have walked up there and said, "Okay, you, if you bogey this, you're probably going to win it. Just don't hit driver here, right? Five wood or whatever." Right. You know? And then I would have said, "If you if you don't think you can get it over that bunker, just play it short." Right. I would have, but I didn't have none of that strategy. Right. 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 So I got to right. be better. I'm with you. I think at the end of 17, I need to start looking. Yeah. Yeah. Only thing yeah. bothers me, Arthur, because I then I, I like reverse psychology myself and go, but boy, if you look, you're going to screw yourself up. You know what I mean? <laughs> I can't think, I can't bring myself to think positive. You know, like, I'm thinking, but if I look and I say, well, hey, just don't triple it, I'm going to yeah. triple it. You know what I mean? <laughs> but if I don't know, so it's kind of like, I don't know. I'm kind of torn between that. Yeah. But I, agree with you. I think at the minimum, at the T box at 18. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just worth looking, you know. Yeah. You know, I mean, if you, you know, I feel like it, whatever going to happen, going to happen, yeah. you know, but at least you looked, at least you knew where you were and yeah. you know, okay, well, you know, I mean, ain't no different what the pros do. They look. Perfect. Yeah, you know, they, and they and they play yeah. safe. They'll play. Hey, I'm not gonna hit this drive. I hit this hybrid out there. Put it in the fairway, and if I'm still, well, for them, 200 mm-hmm. ain't nothing. But for yeah. 200 for us is, you know, that's a pretty good shot or whatever. Yeah. But if you still, you 200 out, you put it 200 or or hit it 190. I mean, you just short of the green or whatever, and you chipping on and you get up and down for par. You done. You know. Exactly. You know. So, but I mean, that's. That's just how I look at it. And, you know, to me, I don't feel like looking bothers me. Mm-hmm. But when I look at my play after looking sometimes, it has, it seems like it does affect it, you know. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, not to say that when I don't look, I play that well either. You know? yeah. Well, do, <laughs> you, you, know? do you uh, still get nervous? Like, say, if you was to play with guys, like, if you went to Nationals this year and you mm-hmm. paired up with dudes you never played before, would you be nervous, you think? I would be a little bit. A little bit, yeah. 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 Like, see, I play – I honestly play my best is either when I'm playing with guys I've not played before. Right. Or, like, when I meet somebody like you. Yeah. Just instantly I hit it off with. Yeah. And like, okay, they're not going to be – they're not They're not tripping about this. Right, 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 they're right. They right, have right, fun. Right. They play good. They play good. It's great. Because sometimes I play with guys that are just way too serious. Yeah. You know I mean, it's just, I'm just like, man, come on, man. Like, you know, and, and then, like, I had a guy I really become real close with, and then his uh, wife passed away, and he kind of quit playing golf, you know, but yeah. I met him on golf week. And he was real good. We were both in D-flight. And once, and he watched the score, though, but he knew not to tell me. But if I was playing bad that day, he's playing good, then I just become his cheerleader, you know. And then vice versa with me. Yeah. A lot of times he'd say, hey, man, like, and he knew I get nervous a lot. He'd say, hey, you can do whatever right here. You're going to win it. You know what <laughs> I mean? I'll, I'll never forget. I had been playing real good one year on golf week. I was always in D flight and, uh, and I was winning D flight. There was three tournaments to go and we get to 18. This course is pretty, the 18th hole is pretty hard driving range on the right. 
out of bounds on the left. You I mean you got to hit one pretty good, right? Hit pretty good that day. And uh, so we get up on the tee box, and I hit a good one. He goes, "Hey man, so like <laughs> after this, I'm just telling you, just you don't need to really try after this." I go, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> he goes, "Well, you got it sewed up. He's like, you got like an eight stroke lead. That guy can catch it." He goes. But you're going to get promoted, bro, if you go down here and part of this hole. I'm telling you, because of my uh, index was yeah. right on. And I was like, I don't think so, man. I'm, I'm like uh, like nine-tenths away, you know? Because I just feel like, dude, you go down here and part of this hole, dude, you're getting promoted. I said, well, I can't, like, purposely. Right, right. Me. And he was, like, joking away, but serious. Yeah. He's like, I'm just telling you, dude, you got D flights. One, you're going to mess around and get promoted. You're not going to win D flight. You're going to go to C flight. And he started telling me all these negatives. Well, I was like, I'm like debating it, right? So I get up on my second shot. I got like a pitching wedge in, and it's kind of sitting up in the rough. It's like my favorite shot when the ball's sitting up in the rough. I was like, man. And he's just like, I'm just telling you. I was like, then the cop, the competitor came out. I was like, man, I'm going to put this dude on the ground. Right, right. When I put it about 20 feet over the flag, right? Yeah. Downhill putt. So I'm still trying, though. You know, right. I was like, well, most likely I could three putt this dude because it's quick. Well, then I lag putt it for like two inches. <laughs> he just throws his hat on the ground. God, dog, oh, man. You <laughs> <laughs> get promoted tomorrow. I'm trying to take. And the very next day, I got promoted by one tenth of a point. Yeah. Lost all my points, you know, from D flight. Yeah. So, but I just couldn't do it, you know. Yeah. I just uh, you know, to me, you know, like getting bumped or whatever up is just, it's a part of it. You know, like you want to get better. I mean, I don't know anybody that wants to stay in whatever division. It don't matter if they're in division two, three, nobody wants to stay where they are. They, you know, we play this game competitive because you want to improve. Correct. You know, so to beat other people, you're going to have to improve. So, you know, like that's just part of it, you know, and like to this year, you know, my goal was to, well, it was unrealistic, (laughs) but you know, uh, I want to get down to a 10 handicap. I started out the year probably at like a, I think I started out like a 20 or 21 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm at 16 and a half now. So, you know what I'm saying? So like, I see the progress. Yeah. And that's what I want to see. I don't care about what division it puts me in, really. Yeah. I want to see my game get better. I want to see where I can get out here and I can say, okay, I can compete with anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if it's if it's a, a D1 dude, you man, you give me, you give me three strokes aside, I bet you. Let's go. Yeah. You know what I mean? I want to yeah. be able to say that and go out here and do it, you know. Or even if I say, no, you ain't got to give me no strokes. Yeah. You know, let's play ahead up and let's see where we end up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's just that's just the competitive nature in me. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I've never been, like, I'm like five seven, five eight. Yeah. So, you know, being a super great basketball star, Probably wasn't going to happen. Being a super great football star wasn't going to happen. You know, so, like, this is one sport that it doesn't matter how tall you are. It don't matter what you weigh, none of that stuff. You know, you get out here, you tee it up, and you go play golf, you know. And um, But I wanted to ask you, too, man. I got two more things I want from you. I want the story that you told me about, um, I can't think of his name, the guy from Louisiana. 
Oh, you know Leon. who I'm talking about? I know and Leon from Alabama. Is he from Alabama? Yeah. I thought he was from Louisiana. The same guy. What's his name? He's a truck driver. Yeah. Yeah, he's from Birmingham. Yeah, I thought yeah. he from. I thought he's from Louisiana. Nah, he got an accent though. Yeah. Yeah. Destor and um. So what have you done to improve? That was me? my. That's my. Yeah. So, like I told you, man, I was I was a good. I'd shoot in the hundreds, buddy. You know what I mean? And then joining golf week not only made me better, but it forced me to improve. Mm-hmm. Like if I was, like I told my wife, I'm going to pay this money, man. Like, it, you know, I'm not worried about the gift cards. You know what I'm saying? I'm not, right. I just want a trophy. Right. You know I mean, but I really just want to go out there and not be last. Yeah. Like my first tournament, I said, I just don't want to be last. Right. You know what I mean? But so, the number one thing to help me improve, I just, which I have, I'm pretty fortunate. The, uh, my driving range is like a 10 minute drive from my job. And so instead of eating lunch, I go to the driving range. And then before, you know, until daylight saving time, I get off work, I go to the driving range or I go play because I can zoom through it pretty fast. Right. And so that helped tremendously. I started taking lessons, not very often, maybe twice a month. Found me. And, you know, I had, I had tried some guys. You got to find the right guy. Right. You know, you like I tried a guy, and I won't say where it was at, but, man, this guy, he just – we couldn't – I couldn't do it. He just <laughs> was real – he was, like, texting while he's, you know. Come yeah. On. Like, I could tell he didn't want nothing to do with me. You yeah. know what I mean? I yeah. get it, bro. My swing was jacked up. But, yeah. you know, if you're not going to make no money off champs like guys. You know what I mean? You got to work with people like me. Right, right, so I right. I finally met a guy. Is a guy from Golf Week recommended him to, and super nice guy. That helped. But I'll be honest with you, man. Like what really, really changed my game was two things. One was quit playing dumb golf. Like, dude, if you're if you're behind a few trees, don't don't go for that window. Right. Don't do that. Right. The window don't work. <laughs> Who, whoever said the tree's 90% air is full of crap. Yeah. <laughs> I can attest. I've hit, I've hit all of them 90%ers. I've hit them. And if that was really the case, Arthur, that'd be like hitting the lottery. That's not real. That's some that's that's just not a true right. thing. Right. So one day I said, and this was after playing on golf week. I was doing that kind of stuff. Like, you know. I mean, I'm, I'm shooting in the 90s, dude. I can't, like, draw the ball around a tree. I right. can't hit a slice on purpose. I mean, I'm getting over, oh, do this, do that. You know, flatten the club, change your stand. Man, no, chip out. What are you doing? So, <laughs> I quit dumb golf. I said, yeah. no, I don't care. I'll take yeah. a bogey, even a double. Yeah. Like, a lot of times, man, I would be happy with a double, you know. And so that changed, and then my short game. I had yeah. got to the point, man, uh, uh, I have a 60 degree that looked brand new. I want to do it for like three years. My buddy, man, I was so jealous of him. He don't play on golf week or nothing, but he used to be super good before he had a bunch of kids. But this dude could hit a 60 degree, man, any way you want him to hit it. He could make it check. He could roll it out. He could hit it high. I mean, I could not. Dude, I was a 60 degree and a 56. I would either duff them or I would thin them. And one day I just said, you know what? Leave your whole golf bag in your truck, get that 60 degree, and just go out here and hit 50, 60, 70 yard shots. And man, that, don't be honest with you, 
put all them lessons away, all that videos, that right there, man. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not bragging by any means. I watched a couple of videos, but I couldn't get it. I just had to go out there, man, and start putting the ball in different positions in my stance, changing how I gripped the club, how I – I just started – I did it, man, like I was anal about it. Yeah. Then I finally got – the muscle memory I have with that club, especially the 60-degree – I mean, I just kind of know, like, if I bring it here, it's going to go 30 yards. If I do this, it's 50 yards. I wish I had it with driver. I can't get it for some reason. I can't get that. But that, like, really changed my game because, I, I'm, you know, in our division, you're not going to be on the green a whole lot. Right. And, and I would be, no lie to you, dude, just a year ago, if I was off the green, the only thing I felt comfortable chipping with was a gap wedge which it'll roll out for you. Right. It's not going to check up most of the time. Right. So if I was short-sighted myself or was a short chip shot, I would be too terrified to grab the 60 because I thought I'm going to blade it or duff it. I'd just chip that gap wedge and it'd roll out 20 yards. And then, yeah. you know, you're three-putting. So that's, man, to be honest with you, that's what helped me the most. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, that's real, though. The, the, spell, the short game and – uh Really, and uh, I played with a guy, and he's pretty good. He he played golf when he was in high school, and mm-hmm. he played in college and stuff. He's pretty good, and he started calling me. We played together one day, and he started calling me. Uh, what do he call me? Position A, because <laughs> you know, like, hey, look, man, I'm I'm out here to score well. You uh-huh. know, I'm not out here to. Oh, let's see if I can outdrive you, man. I don't give a damn if you. Yeah. If you outdrive me on every hole by 50 yards, hey, more power to you. You know, hey, I'm trying to put it in. If I can put it, I know that probably eight out of 10 times, if I can put it 150 yards from the flag, eight out of 10 times, most likely, I can get either, either I'm on the green and I'm pretty decently close or I'm, you know, wherever. I'm, I'm in a comfort zone, I say, yeah. you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, you know, and if that means that I got to hit a hybrid off the tee sometimes, or if that means I got to hit a five iron off the tee or whatever, sometimes that's what I'm going to do. Especially if it's a tough, narrow hole. What's the use of me bringing my driver out, hitting it in the woods? Then, like you said, most likely I'm not going to chip out because I'm thinking, okay, let me, Go for this little window right here. You know? It's going to work. I'm a firm believer it's not going to work. Right, right. So, you know, hey, you know, if I can hit my hair and I'm whatever yardage I'm comfortable with, hey, I'm going to do that. You know, and that's what he called me position A. But uh, you got to tell me to tell us a story, man, about the guy from Louisiana when y'all was out. To, he's from Alabama that y'all yeah. were out to eat. And uh, what happened? <laughs> I don't. I might edit it out. I can't. I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna promise you that I will. But Leon ain't gonna care. No. So this has happened a couple of times. Probably the funniest one was at Hilton Head. So it's uh, me, my wife, my wife's cousin, Leon, and Leon's wife, and we go to this uh, barbecue spot in Hilton Head, like off the main drag, and we all sit down there, you know. And I just never really paid attention. I just thought, man, dude got some pretty teeth, you know. They're pretty white and they're they're very straight. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, this dude got some nice teeth. I just never really put it together, you know, that they could have been dentures. And so, but you know, I ain't not my business. I ain't mad about it, you know. Right. So we're sitting there and uh 
he's like, man, y'all want some appetite? And I don't know if you know, Leon, this dude will not let you pay, right? Like when I played at Tunica in golf week, a few, about a month or so ago, I took him out to eat and I just had to slip my card to the lady. This yeah. dude won't pay every time. So he's like, well, we'll get some, I was like, I don't know. So he just started ordering, you know, and uh, he don't care. So we're just sitting there having a good time with well, appetizers come, <laughs> you know, we're sitting there eating. The next thing you know, my man, my man takes some teeth out <laughs> And lays them on the table. <laughs> if you could have seen my wife, buddy, <laughs> her, her and her cousin, boy, <laughs> I said, man, I didn't know what to say. <laughs> and, you know, this boy, it was second nature to him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and his wife is sitting there shaking her head. Yeah. <laughs> so then. So then we go play in Tunica. Oh, it's a golf week senior event, right? And uh, and the only reason I went is because he was going to be there, right? So uh, we meet up. We play the first day. Well, so the first day we're playing, and uh, and we're in the same division. He's whooping me, man. Like, he's like really putting it on me. But at first he was playing horrible. I mean horrible. And he got to like hole seven and took his teeth out <laughs> and put them in the bag. <laughs> And this dude started killing me. So, <laughs> so the next day we get out there and I said, Hey, look here, Leon, we're on the first tee box, me, him, and two other dudes. I was like, Hey, look here, man. Seriously, I gotta tell you something. I said, I need y'all, I, I need y'all to come over because it's like a rules issue that we run into with Leon yesterday and nobody checked him on it. So they're they're all serious. Like, I mean, you really and the other two guys were in a different division than us. So they didn't really care what we was doing. I was like, yeah, but you know, we got to police each other out here. And they were like, yeah. And so I was like, look here. So there's a rule in golf is the equipment you start with, you got to finish with. <laughs> One guy's like, what are you talking about? I was like, well, you know, like if you got a driver, a ping driver in your bag, you can't go to the parking lot halfway through and go get your Callaway. This is what you got to do. And he goes, what, what was Leon changing club? I said, no, but he started with them dang teeth yesterday. <laughs> and then he took them out and he whooped my tail. I said, so Leon, them teeth is coming out right now? Or they stay What's it going to be? And he took them out and I whooped his tail, boy. By the sixth hole, he done broke the crown out. <laughs> yeah. Hey. Hey, once he pulled that crown out the bag, I said, I got him now. Hey, I, man. I, that I Leon, boy. Leon is fun as crap, man. And he gives you ever meet. Nicest dude you'll ever meet. Oh, I swear, man. Super it, nice but guy. he he came, we played the Ryder Cup and uh, against Alabama. I think it was last year. That uh-huh. dude came back the next day, second day, man. He was, man, he was still drunk from the <laughs> night before, man. Them jokers, my man. My God. <laughs> they be drinking so hard. Well, that, man, I don't know how y'all do it, man. Yeah, I, I can't function. Playing, when I first started playing golf, I'd, I'd come home sometimes. i go, man, these dudes was, and this wasn't like tournament golf, just regular golf. I'd come home back, man, I ain't have no fun today. I shot 106, and these dudes was drunk as skunks out there. I was like, my wife's like, they drink playing golf? I was like, yeah. She goes, how do you hit a golf ball if you're drunk? <laughs> I don't know, but these dudes can do it. I, yeah, I can you, hit one sober, but they'll straight hit one drunk. Right. <laughs> you do not very well sometimes. Yeah, but it's some cats, man, they play well. To, they play better when they just drunk because yeah. they like they don't care. They just lose. Yeah. You know. Yes, man, man, well, I appreciate you coming on, Jeff, man. You, we got to have you back on, man. You're going to have to kind of be a regular, man, so we can I'll talk about it, some of these tournaments, man. I do. I just want to say, man, it's like 
like one of the best things about tournament golf is meeting people. Right. And, uh, good or bad, the bad ones you can tell stories on. <laughs> the good ones like, man, like when I first met you at Mystic Creek, you know, in El Dorado. Yeah. I just like instantly hit it off with you. Yeah. Was that the first time we met? I thought no. we had met before. No, I think that's the first time we met down there. Dang, man, it yeah. seemed like I've been knowing you forever. Yeah, and then we just started talking about basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, about me living yeah. in Memphis. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so, man, I, but saw, I mean, it, it was great to make friends with you. And I, yeah, man, I feel yeah. the same way. Yes, sir, man. So next time I play in Memphis, I hope I got a room over there at your house. Y'all got an extra room over there? Yeah, man, you know, I just <laughs> moved, so we, got, we might have a little room for you. Just tell your wife I'll pay Airbnb prices for it. <laughs> <laughs> I got you covered, man. Well, man, I appreciate you, man. All right, man. All right, we'll we'll talk. All right, bro. Be good. Right, be good now. All right. Thank you for listening to the Burn the Edge podcast. Uh, please like, follow, and subscribe, and check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, we are available on Amazon Music, Google, Apple. Spotify. Just check us out wherever you get your podcasts, and we will be coming to you at least once a week now. Uh, we're back on the saddle now. Uh, check us out. Thank you for listening to the Burn the Edge podcast.